Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. Do your work but never grumble, says the birch fairy to little Batushka in this week's story. But Batushka loves to dance the polka and keeps forgetting her spindle. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Dance Stories collection. Dancing with the Birch Fairy, a story from the Czech Republic. Once, in a country of birch trees, a girl named Batushka lived with her mother and two goats in a run-down cottage at the foot of a forest. Batushka and her mother were poor and hard-working, but they were merry nonetheless. Never a harsh word passed between them from one week to the next. As long as the days were fine, Batushka took the goats to pasture in the birch woods. She carried a slice of bread, a wooden cup, an empty spindle, and a bundle of flax in her cotton shoulder bag. The bread was for her lunch, and the spindle was for the flax and thread she spun while watching the goats. Each morning, her mother would kiss Batushka on the brow. Work hard, little daughter, she always said. Keep the goats from harm and fill the spindle before you return. Batushka would kiss her mother back and then skip off, singing a song about goats or spindles or nightingales at day's end. Batushka loved to sing, but even more, she loved to dance. Now one fine morning, as Batushka followed the goats into the birch woods, the day seemed especially bright. A song thrush sang its liquid melody from a nearby tree. Batushka waved, kissed her hand, spun around three times, and then sat down under the tree. She began to sing back to the bird and unpack her bag. Bread cup, spindle and flax, tumbled into her lap. Then Batushka pulled fibres from the flax, twirling the spindle so merrily it hummed over the ground. Lulled by song and spindle, the goats cropped the grass. When it was midday, with the sun directly overhead, Batushka stopped her work to get water from a nearby stream. Then she sat down again to eat most of the bread, washing it down with the cold stream water. Finally, she stood again. Going over to the goats, she gave them each the hard ends of her bread, all the while singing. Eat, little goats, eat with me, grow as big as big can be. Then she spun around and picked up her skirts, and the goats danced with her. Suddenly, a beautiful woman in a white gossamer gown appeared before Batushka. A wreath of lilies and holly twined in a crown around her head, and her green-gold hair flowed down her back almost to her waist. Who are you? Batushka asked, for women with green-gold hair are rarely seen. The woman did not answer directly, but instead smiled at Batushka, asking in return, Batushka, do you like to dance? Batushka was astonished. Not only had this glorious creature suddenly appeared, but she knew Batushka's name. 
and so Batushka lost all her fear. Dance? Why, I could dance all day long and never tire. Come then, the woman said, holding out her hand. Let me teach you how the birch fairies dance. A birch fairy, of course. Batushka put her hand in the fairies. They began to hop and skip around and around while all the birds of the forest sang their tunes. Nightingales, greenfinches, and even the thrush that had called to Batushka first, all combined. Forgetting her goats and her spinning, forgetting all the hard work her mother had asked for, Batushka danced hand in hand with the birch fairy until the last rays of the setting sun lit the clearing. And strange to say, there was no sign underfoot that they had danced all day in the grass. Suddenly, the birds stopped singing, and the birch fairy vanished as mysteriously as she had arrived. Batushka looked around. There were the goats staring up at her, and there was her spindle, only partly filled with thread. Oh, Batushka said to herself, what will mother say? I've danced away the entire day and have hardly any work to show for it. She put the spindle into her bag and, raising her hand, drove the goats from the wood. As she walked home, Batushka scolded herself again and again for forgetting her duty. I shall never do any such thing again, she said. But, oh, the birch fairy was beautiful and how I love to dance. Still, she resolved never to be so selfish again. When at last Batushka reached home, she came into the little cottage without speaking, set down the bag, and sat in the chimney corner on the three-legged stool. She was so quiet that her mother asked, Batushka, my beloved child, what is wrong? You're not singing. You're not dancing. The spindle is only half full. Are you ill? Batushka looked up eyes brimming with tears. I'm feeling strange, dear mother. That's all. She said nothing about the birch fairy. Tomorrow, she promised, tomorrow I will work twice as hard to make up for today. So just at sunrise the next morning, Batushka took the goats up to the birch woods, though this time she did not sing. When she sat down to spin, she worked very hard, for she had every intention of doing twice her usual amount. At noon, Batushka picked a few strawberries and ate her bread, sharing the crusts with the goats. But this time, she did not dance with them. Dancing will only take away time from my work, she told them. Suddenly, the birch fairy appeared. If you will not dance with your goats, at least come and dance with me, Batushka. Batushka hung her head, ashamed, and, if truth be told, somewhat afraid. Please, madam, she pleaded, leave me alone. My mother and I have little enough, and I must work. Before sunset, I have to double my spinning to make up for yesterday. The birch fairy laughed, and it was a sound as lovely as the thrush's song. If you dance with me today, Batushka, I promise that the spinning will get done. Oh, madam, if only I could believe that, Batushka said, tears in her eyes. Listen to the birds singing. 
They will tell you that birch fairies never lie. As the fairies spoke, the birds in the trees burst into song, and Batushka smiled through her tears. A little reluctantly, she held out her hands. The birch fairy took them, and once again they began to dance, on and on until evening. As the sun's rays began to desert the little clearing, the birch fairy dropped Batushka's hands. Batushka turned and saw her nearly empty spindle. Once again, she burst into tears. You promised, she began, but the birch fairy was already spinning, winding the flax around a small birch tree and spinning it into thread around the spindle. By the time the sun was completely gone, the flax was all spun into a glorious thread. Here, said the birch fairy, did I not say that birch fairies never lie? Now remember, do your work, but never grumble. Say it after me. Do your work, but never grumble, repeated Batushka obediently. Good, said the fairy, kissing Batushka on the forehead. The kiss burned like fire and ice at the same time. Then the fairy disappeared. Thank you, oh, thank you, birch fairy, Batushka cried and drove the goats home, singing as she went. When she reached the little cottage, she handed her mother the full spindle. Well, well, I see nothing ails you today, her mother said. She bent to kiss Batushka on her forehead, but there was a smudge there, like ashes from a fire. She wiped it off with her apron. I felt well enough today to sing and dance and spin too, Batushka said, but she never mentioned the birch fairy. The next day, even before sunrise, Batushka gathered the goats and went up to the birch woods. As the goats grazed, Batushka sang and spun and did not dare to wonder what would happen next. At noon, the beautiful birch fairy appeared. This time, she took Batushka by the waist. Come, dance, Batushka, cried the fairy. Promise me a full spindle, Batushka said. I promise you something even better, said the birch fairy. I want the full spindle, Batushka said, for how else can mother and I live? You must trust me, said the birch fairy, smiling at her. Birch fairies never lie. And she led Batushka to dance. The birds in the trees began their music, and Batushka and the fairy spun about and danced until the sun began to set. Then Batushka looked around. Her spindle was only half full, and the fairy did not pick it up to finish the spinning. Oh no, Batushka thought. What shall I tell mother? But instead, the fairy had taken up Batushka's bag, spun around with it three times, then given Batushka back the bag, which now seemed full. Do not look in the bag, dear Batushka, she said. Not here in the birch woods. But once you are home in your own domain, you may open the bag. Remember, do your work and never grumble. Then she kissed Batushka again on the forehead, a kiss that burned like fire and ice, and disappeared. Batushka started home with her goats and the half-full spindle. She waited until she was well away from the birch woods, then she looked into the bag. Oh no! 
she said aloud, for all that was inside were birch leaves. Dry birch leaves. She put her hand in and threw a handful out, angry with the birch fairy, but angrier with herself. Then she stopped. The birch leaves would make fine bedding for her goats, at any rate. And she would show the leaves first to her mother, confessing all she had done. Putting the half-spun spindle of flax on top of the leaves in the bag, she trudged on. When Batushka got home, long after dark, her mother was waiting anxiously at the cottage door. What kind of spindle did you bring me yesterday? her mother asked. I wove and wove, but the spindle always remained full. I grumbled to the spindle. What evil spell is on you? At that very instant, the thread vanished from the spindle. Tell me what this means. Do your work, but never grumble. So the fairy had warned Petushka, and she had not told her mother. So now it all spilled out, the bird music, the dance with the fairy, and her rewards, some good and some bad. A birch fairy? exclaimed her mother, alarmed. That explains it. They dance at midday and at midnight. Lucky for you that you are a polite little girl, Batushka. You are loving and kind. If you had been naughty and mean or impolite, or if you had been a boy, you might not have escaped alive. Then she added, To think that you did not tell me what the fairy said. If I had not grumbled, I still might have a room full of thread. She gave her daughter a kiss. Never mind. You're safe, and I still got twice as much woven with that thread than I ever have done before, so we can thank the fairy for that. Then Batushka told her mother about the bag of leaves. She lifted out the spindle and the unspun flax. See, mother, at least I can make a new bed for the goats. Her mother looked in the bag, clapped her hands, and laughed. Look, indeed! Oh, thank you, dear birch fairy. Batushka looked as well. The birch leaves had turned to gold. Oh, mother, I've done you wrong. The fairy warned me not to open the bag until I got home, but I did, and I grumbled and threw out some of the leaves. We might have been rich indeed. Never mind, my darling child, her mother said. You might have emptied the entire bag. You did not, and for that we must remain grateful. Besides, there is a fortune here, more than enough for us, and some left over to give to the poor. And that is what they did. With the birch fairy's gift, they bought a small farm with a garden and some cows. They hired a goat boy, and they put a great deal of money into the poor box in church. Though Batushka often went back to the birch woods looking for the fairy, she never saw her again. But Batushka was careful to always leave a bowl of fresh milk and a blessing. Just in case. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.